Welcome back to Life in Digital and our penultimate episode of Parenthood is a Juggling Act. Today, I'm proud to be joined by Claire Leon, mother of three and co-founder of Acorn Intelligence, a technology-enabled Amazon sales agency. Claire's youngest was just two years old when she launched the business, and since then they have seen huge growth. Claire shared her experience raising a small family whilst at Amazon, her difficulties in pregnancy and childbirth, launching a startup, juggling a career with a husband in a global role, and the importance of delegating. A huge thank you to Claire, and I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. My name's Claire Leon, and I co-founded... Just over two years ago, we co-founded um, Acorn Intelligence, which is a technology-enabled um, Amazon sales agency. Um, so we essentially help sellers and brands better understand how to use Amazon and um, other e-commerce channels and, and look at the data sets behind that as well. So yeah, really exciting times. We've been doing that for about two years. Um, prior to that, I was indeed at Amazon and I was there for seven years. I, yeah, I'm married with three children aged eight, six and four, which is why I do feel I've got a lot to say on uh, this topic of what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm really, really glad to be joining in um, the discussion on things like this. Amazing. And we're really lucky to have you. Can you talk a little bit about and at the beginning, where you were at with your family, where you were at mentally, when you had children. So you were still at Amazon at that stage. I actually joined Amazon pregnant. Oh, wow. Did you? Yeah. So um, it was one of those great situations. Well, it wasn't. I didn't know whether it was going to be great, um, but it did definitely turn out to be. Um, I literally found out I was pregnant one week before my planned interview. Um, and I actually phoned them up and said, look, you know, this is all a bit like unexpected and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, let's just, let's, let me just pull out. Uh, I don't want to kind of make, and, and, uh, the guy that was interviewing me at the time, um, the country lead for Amazon UK, um, he was like, absolutely not. Keep keep going. You know, that shouldn't make a difference. And he said, my boss joined Amazon Pregnant. And, you know, it's if if it's, you know, it's a career move. It doesn't you can't make um, choices like, you know, that, that's that's fine. Keep going. And so it was brilliant. So I did join Pregnant. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, never looked back, really. They were the one of the best businesses to work for, um, I believe, um, or my experience definitely, for um, supporting a woman that wants a career as well as a family. And how did they do that? How did they support you in that time? You never know what you're going to feel like when you have a, um, a baby um, after, when you become a mother. No doubt about it, it never prepares, nothing prepares you. It's a very individual experience, very personal one. Um, but when I did have a baby and I came out of that like four, first four months of haze, um, I really realized that I wanted, but I definitely wanted to work as well as be a mum. Uh, it's something that I've grown up with as well. Both my parents worked full time throughout my childhood. So, Inevitably, there is probably a portion of my makeup, which is that's what I know. Um, 
But it would have been so easy for me, due to our current, our setup, our personal setup of circumstances, for me to not work. Yeah. Um, whilst I was on maternity leave, I lost my mum. And so it was, I, we, and, and my, my, my uh, husband doesn't have any um, parents either. So we really literally had no support network. Um, plus we were probably going through, well, definitely going through the grieving process. Mm. So I went, when I went back to work, I went back to work part-time and very slowly at first. And that was really where I think Amazon um, really supported me in being able to ease myself back in to work. Um, but I did join a group that helped Amazon better understand what working parents need, why it's important. Because if there's one thing to take away from any of this is it is hard. It is very hard to be a dual working parent family. And, um, but, there, but because of our current, you know, the, the world that we live in today, there's more opportunity than ever as well. So it's great that those larger corporates lean in on, on dialogue like that. And I definitely felt my time at Amazon, they really did that. And how soon then did you go back into work? You mentioned it was part time. So what was that first bit like for you? Um, so, I mean, really for me, it was, it, it came very naturally to come, go straight back in. Yeah. Um, I needed the, I needed the dial up and down piece because it was new to me. I'd never put my child into nursery before and I'd never, you know, so all of these things I needed to learn and get my head around. But after that was settled, um, I, I was able to go, I went up to four days a week, I think initially. And uh, it was, you know, we, I very quickly becomes just like it was and you get into your routine, you know, and routines change all the time when you have children. When you first have a baby, it's all about baby routines. And then when they become school, school age children, it becomes about school age routines. And then it will be, you know, there's always, there's always change. And that's the bit I think everybody needs to take away from all of this is that everything will change all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's about how adaptable you are to take that change on. One of the things I was, I wanted to say as well was that, you know, with both my partner and I working, um, and he's in a global role, um, so it definitely was a decision for me to um, carry on working. And actually, when we started Acorn Eye as well, it wasn't a um, decision that was taken very lightly. Mm. Um, it, was a, it was a big, big family decision to, to move forward and be a part of a startup business. Um, but I think, you know, there was, there was a question like, does being a parent change the decision around that? And actually, not really, apart from that pushed me forward. That actually gives me a reason to want to achieve all of these, these brilliant things and, and do this amazing work that we're doing. Um, and I'm, I'm actually really super proud of the extra effort that that takes us as a family. It's not just me in that decision-making process. It's a family commitment personally, and this isn't right for everyone, but um, I see the net benefit as far outweighing the challenges that we inevitably come up against. And we do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you have a vision of, of when you joined Amazon, I'm, I'm assuming there was this period where you were just learning the job and you were kind of 
progressing through Amazon? And then where did that point come where you thought, actually, no, we want to make that that move to a startup and you want to launch something of your own? Well, that was really a business decision um, in terms of what the opportunity was. Um, I had been at Amazon for seven years and there, I mean, when I first joined Amazon in 2012, I think the team was 15 people. We were part of the advertising business unit. And uh, and then as I was exiting, it was close to 300, I think. Uh, it's a completely different beast. Um, it was far more on the map. And the types of discussions I was having back in 2012 with a media agency was very, very different to the types of conversations I was having in 2018. Yeah. And yeah, I just also could see a, a gap in the market, a void that was growing bigger. There was a lot of misrepresentations of Amazon out in the market. And um, myself and Ross Cavell, my co-founder, um, we saw we, we saw an opportunity to take advantage of that of that um, that gap. And um, yeah, haven't looked back. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Exactly. And you mentioned, so one of the questions that I'd, I'd let you know that I would probably be asking was, did being a parent affect your decision to launch? If it sounds like, no, that didn't, it was a family decision. Did it affect your decision when you launched? Like, was there a time when you thought, actually, this is the age at which my children are more supported, they're more independent, or was that not even a, a kind of concern of yours? No, I already had my support network. My children, I mean, my youngest was two when um, I launched. So I definitely don't think she was uh, off ready to like never, never see her mum or night. So they, they are still, yeah, no, exactly. Um, they're still, and even now, they, they need their parents. There's no doubt about it. I don't think there's ever a stage Parent children just need you at different in different ways mm -hmm. as they grow up. So no, it genuinely was um, in terms of Acorn Eye and everything about when we started that up, um, how we started that. That was that was business led. But mm -hmm. of course, it's really super important that I had the setup and support network built at home in order for me to be able to do that. And what did that support look like? What did you need? Yeah. So this is a great question. Number one, I'd say it's a work in progress. <laughs> Good answer. Um, so I, I've kind of touched on it already before, but so is parenthood in general. This is my, these are my thoughts. And by the way, everything I say today, next month, I might feel very different. <laughs> um, so it's like, I take it back to when I had um, Rafa, First of all, so I had a really terrible, and I mean terrible, first birth. Um, and off the back of that, I really struggled with breastfeeding. Um, it was it was horrendous for me. I was already dealing with guilt from having like had a difficult delivery. It hadn't been that natural, wonderful birth that everybody promotes as like best case scenario. And I was in a lot of pain. And um, there were all these midwives coming around and they're like, please, you know, you've got, you know, you, must, you need to breastfeed and it's really, really important. So you have all of this like incoming information. And I was really struggling, probably because I didn't really have the mental capacity to to cope with with it and 
that additional pain. Um, and I went to see all these midwives. And anyway, there was this one midwife and she was brilliant. And I think I definitely take a lot of what she says as a mantra for most of my life. She was like, oh, for goodness sake. She said, listen, let me tell you something. Welcome to parenthood. Guilt is the number one feeling, apart from love maybe, um, but guilt is number one feeling um, as a parent. Today it's, oh, you should be breastfeeding and you shouldn't, don't give a bottle. Tomorrow it will be, do you give them a packet of Watsits or stick to the plain rice cake? When they're older, it'll be, what school do you want them to go to? Is this the best school? After that, it'll be like, when do you let them walk to school on their own? And so on and so forth. And, um, and you know, there's, I've got so many interesting, you know, antidotes like this. But I think that's, that's the point. The point is, do I ever question whether I've done the right thing, setting up my own business um, and committing the hours that that inevitably takes up of my life um, and the stresses and strains that that puts on your work-life balance absolutely every single day you know you get lots of comments as well people that don't have the same opinion as you they've made their choices nobody's right and nobody's wrong mm -hmm. it's more about the fact and the importance of having the choice in the first place that I think is what we all need to have um, so for me, this is the choice that I've made is to be a part of a, a business that is um, in high growth stage, is very demanding on time. I do have young children at the same time. Um, my husband does have a global job. You know, all of these things. Yes, that is a lot to take on. and Puts on a lot of pressure at times. But I believe, going back to the original point, my net, the net gain is and benefit is worth it. But I do, like anybody and any, any mother in leadership positions in businesses will feel like this at times. But it's about having courage and conviction and, and belief in that, you know, you are doing what you think is best for you and your family. And where has this... Um... It's like a, it's a very powerful inner strength that you exude. I definitely like, I always, oh, when, I, when I came off the first call, I went through to my boyfriend I was like, wow, <laughs> I just spoke to an amazing woman. Oh, um, that's nice. Like it, you sound like you're doing it all, but you're also aware of how that comes across and how you don't want that to be, um, unobtainable or kind of skirting over the fact that it is really hard but where has this kind of inner strength come from have you always had that or has it come more into play since having children like can you talk a little bit about that I'll, I'll be I'll be honest I definitely think um losing my mum mm. who I was very close to um had a really profound impact on me and what I wanted to achieve out of life she was she wasn't in my opinion old enough to to um pass away when she did and it was quite aggressive the way it happened and it took a massive toll on you know my my immediate family um and I think that gave me a you know until that happened everybody lived till they were 100 mm -hmm. world and so when and and you know I I I um totally aware 
enough to know that I am, I've had a very good, you know, a privileged upbringing. I have had a, and this was the first time that something had hit me quite hard um, for me to, to deal with. And I think that played a massive impact in me realizing that life is short, life is for the taking, and you have to be in control of your own destiny and your own, you know, doing everything that you want that's important for you. Mm-hmm. And what you feel is, is giving the best back to society as well. So I don't know if that's a good answer to that, but I suppose that would be one thing that I would definitely, if I look back and go, what's given me, you know, courage to be who I am, that would probably be it, yeah. No, that's amazing, like using what must have been a really horrendous time, but using it almost, yeah, see that every day is really precious. The other thing I definitely think, which kind of is one of the other points I was, was going, is that your support network that you have at home is really, really important as well. And so if I take my husband, um, he's probably the most reluctant um, and unaware that he is feminist I've ever met. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and uh, I think that, but you know, you need to have a support network and build a really strong support network at home as well. And that can often involve quite difficult conversations. Um, so we had, when I launched Acorn Eye, we had a really like seismic shift in the balance at home. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, you know, it was, it was it was a joint decision as I discussed earlier. And your relationship definitely has to be ready to accept the changes and the shifts in roles and responsibilities. Um, and that, that really isn't easy and, and does have bumps along the road. But I definitely feel that, you know, I could not, no way have done and continue to do what I do today without having increased the load on him who already has quite a big job himself. So I definitely think he gives a lot of, he gives me a lot of strength and courage by being that, that support at home as well. You mentioned that your husband also doesn't have parents in this time. No, yeah. So how did you, uh, is the support network friends and people like that? And was that a very difficult time or did people naturally step up to the plate? Like, I'm wondering how that kind of built around you, especially in order for you to feel secure enough to launch launch your own business? For us, uh, the day-to-day, it's paid childcare. And um, we we have leaned into that. And that, that's quite difficult at times because you, you hand over roles and responsibilities and that you, no one will ever do it as well as you think it needs to be done. Um, and whether that's your husband cleaning the house or it's your nanny um, feeding your children, whatever it might be. Um, but we, I, I did once hear some great advice from um, a, um, I think it was a, a leader at Google. And they, they said, number one, get some help. Number two, get some more. I definitely subscribe to that. You know, childcare is super, super expensive in this country. 
Um, we are not rewarded at all as a nation for um, fueling the, the childcare economy or, um, and, and so it's, it's absolutely ridiculously expensive, but from my side, that's a, um, an investment that we make. And I have a fabulous uh, nanny who I could not do anything without, without her. So um, my other bit of advice is if you do have really great childcare, whether it's your mother-in-law or your nanny or your sister or whoever it might be, like treat them like the queen or the king, whoever they might, because they are worth everything to you. And I think that's how you build a support network. And that's enabled you to go on and and build this amazing company. Correct. Yeah. So a really good book I would recommend, which kind of touches on all of these these points, is Drop the Ball by Tiffany. Yes. I've now watched some of the YouTube videos. Oh, she's great, very, isn't she? Very good. Yeah. yeah. She is wonderful. I, I When I read that, that was like, okay. that It really was like light bulb moment. Um, so yeah, I, I basically go around any any woman I meet, I tell them to read that book. <laughs> <laughs> and can you describe a bit about the book and why it yeah. why it's been important for you? Yeah, so it's it's basically a discussion um, on the way one woman learnt to delegate um, more at home and accept that the way other people approach things are different to her, but not necessarily less effective. And her realization that she needs to do that in order to be able to achieve everything she wants to achieve, whether that's through a career or through personal development or what it might be. And it's learning to, to let go of, of things that you think only you can do. Um, and I, I definitely have lots of friends who are completely guilty of, of this. I am guilty of this. I think we all are really. Um, but it is, it's, it's basically an acknowledgement of somebody, of somebody's acknowledgement um, that, you know what, I'm just being a bit of a control freak here and I need to chill out a bit. And yeah, what's important to me is not, is, is, might not be as important to you, you know, whatever that might be. And it's about seeing what those things are and, and honing in on them. And she spoke in the YouTube video that I watched of her, she spoke about an exercise that she did with a group of, I think it was predominantly women, and asked them to write down all the tasks that they felt they needed to do in a day yeah. and the time it would take. And the majority had got to 24 hours and they hadn't even put in sleep. So it was kind of this realisation that all those things we think we need to do, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually yeah. delegate quite a lot of that away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, super interesting. And I'll put that yeah. in the show notes as well. Um, so talk to me about Acorn Eye and where you're up to now and how your experience at Amazon has perhaps influenced how you introduced policies around flexible working, parenthood, anything like that that you think. Um, yeah, sure. I did join the... Um the group that was really focused on building like flexible working policies across Amazon UK, mm -hmm. focused on how do you support businesses in better understanding this, this dialogue. Um, and it was, it was great. It was really great to be a part of, um, mainly because it wasn't about necessarily about giving mother's rights. Mm -hmm. 
There is obviously an element of gender that comes into this discussion. You can't get away from that. Um, but uh, what they were doing at Amazon and definitely what I would like to take on any business that I work in in the future, it's dialogue has to be about encouraging men and women to change their, their attitudes. Is this business doing enough to, um, you know, allow a mum to work and be a mum or a dad to be a uh, work and be a dad? But it's about encouraging behavioural change. Um, and that, that's, that's far more difficult and far more bigger issue. But I think that's got to be the conversation that's had. And people need to look a bit more inwardly rather than has Amazon ticked a box. Now, of course, there are large corporates who do have goals that they need to adhere to. And it's great to hear when they they make, you know, how many um, working parents are there in this business unit? How many individuals are on a flexible working contract? What percentage are men? What percentage are women? And track like that, that's really interesting and great, great to see. Now, a much smaller business, we don't need or, or will do that because it's not appropriate for the size of business that we are. But I can definitely take a lot of the learnings in terms of the attitudes and, and generating strong attitudes towards working parent, whatever your gender. And, and I definitely try to apply that um, with, with Acorn Eye. And, and I think that we, that resonates really well where we, you know, I think I'm just, just under 50% of my workforce is, is a working parent. And that's both men and women and both lean in at home um, to, my, to my knowledge anyway. And, uh, you know, and I, and I, I hope very much that that comes across as part of our culture and anybody that's looking to join our business, that there has to be a balance. One of the things about encouraging men and women to change their attitudes is, I think sometimes people make the error of look, focusing on current earning capacity. Mm -hmm going oh well you know what's the point in me going back to work after I've paid my childcare there's nothing left over and that's totally the wrong way to look at it because it's about your potential it's about investing in your future now if you want to be at home and be looking after, that is that is a completely separate conversation and totally respectable and to be you know valued and this is this is about people that want to work, but it becomes a difficult conversation to be having at home if, for example, your husband earns more money than you. It's like, well, obviously you stay at home and look after the children because we couldn't, if we paid childcare, we'll have nothing left over. Or even worse, we might even have to spend on childcare and that's not worth it, is it really? So you stay at home. Those, those are more likely than not the conversations that are had. That, I believe, is the wrong way to look at it. It's about what is, what is somebody's individual potential and ways in which they can climb the ladder. It doesn't look pretty at the beginning. And for a long time, it doesn't look pretty from a finances perspective, but that doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. Children don't stay babies forever um, and you don't stay the same person either. 
So it's about kind of thinking and evolving and being being adaptable to to those challenges that you'll be hit with. Yeah, because I think that's a really big stumbling block and something that is widely spoken about is the fact that childcare is so expensive. Yeah. And for a lot of families, they don't want to spend that money on childcare when they could do the job themselves. But I think what you're what you've said really well is actually if you are invested in your career and you do want to have one, sometimes actually taking the longer view of what you could achieve and your potential in achieving outweighs the the few years where you're maybe losing some money. Is that kind of the exactly yeah yeah? And you mentioned um, just before that about the mindset of men and women. I wondered if you could unpack that a little bit more. There's there's definitely still one hundred percent unconscious bias around working parents and that inevitably normally means working mums if there is that kind that is people don't want to be that person but there will be that well I'm you know I'm 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 the breadwinner I'm I I earn the most money therefore you know I will be the one that can work nine till six and you will have to be and because your job you you maybe don't earn as much whatever it whatever it might be I'm I I don't I'm not going to presume to no one understands other people's lives I can I'm literally talking from an observational point of view yeah. um but it is you know because you don't earn as much as me um you will do the school pickups or you will um have to lean off of work to plug the gaps in some some areas around the family and I suppose there's, there's a conversation to be had around is everybody as leaned in as they want to be in, in being open and honest with themselves about what they're doing to facilitate or lean into that revolution. And ultimately that will mean that we have a much more diverse leadership. Exactly. I think especially in, in um, the media industry, there are a lot of people that are happy to have the conversation and want to be seen to be um, leaning in on, on very fashionable topics. Um, but I think that there might be an uncomfortable truth for some people where um, do their actions speak louder than their words? But that's probably a topic for another debate. <laughs> Get the controversy. <laughs> Here we yeah. But, well, but that, that all said, on the flip, one thing I do also think, though, is that people need to also be in control of their own destiny. I think very a lot of people as well like to sit and push this, push this issue onto their businesses that they work for or onto everybody else rather than taking ownership. Mm. Um, and there are a couple of different ways in which one could explore this. I definitely think there are a lot of people out there who the expectation is that the business must be there to pick up the pieces because they want to have a better work-life balance. Mm -hmm. um, and this 
that also can create negative sentiment amongst colleagues and peers where there isn't an understanding of whatever, whatever it might, uh, like parenting, for example. So if you are offloading your work because you not want to go and pick up your child from school, for example, and there is somebody else that has to catch the falling pieces, that's not good. Doesn't mm. set yourself up like that as an individual. Uh, you need to price your time and be really, really focused and strict on your time, I think. I definitely think that there are also, on the total flip of everything I said just now, there is also a lot of people that like to cry, well, I'm, I'm a working mum and I need flexible working and I need everybody to, because I, I, I have that right. Um, and, and that's actually wrong as well. You need to also be much more in control of your own, you know, take responsibility. Your time when you are at work is your work, you know, and that, and, and you need to give to that. And then if you choose to allocate certain periods of time where that is for your children, then that's fine. But that mustn't be, that mustn't be for your work to pick up that. You need to have frank conversations. Does that make sense? It does. How, how would you, how would you go about that then? Is that saying that you're working these hours and in that that time you're obviously very present and you get it all done in that time and then when you leave to pick up the children from then you don't work or I'm just trying to work out how does it how do you factor in those different moving parts? First of all caveating everything I say with I definitely think that this is an, it has to be an individual approach. But I suppose there are certain basics. And number one would be working together with the business that you work with to find the balance and having that upfront conversation from the word go. So for example, I've got a team member that works, she's full-time employee, but due to her personal circumstances, she does need to take her children to school and pick them up. So she is home-based work. I mean, who isn't these days, but even in, in normal COVID times. Um, and she does, you, she, won't, she cannot do a client call between three and 4.30. But I'm absolutely fine with that. That's fine. And she, she will do those hours in different time. And there's, there's a trust there. That, but that was a really straightforward conversation um, with me, which was like, that's, that's a non-mover for her. But I still want the talent. I am prepared as a business owner to go, that's not a problem for me. Um, and, but, but she was direct with me. She didn't dance around it. She wasn't apologetic for it. She didn't kind of make out that that made her a terrible person because she wanted to do that. It was just fact. It was like, that's what's on the table as an option. Um, and you know what? If I look back when I kind of came, returned to Amazon after I had my second child, it was exactly the same. I, I, there was a, it was a, I can't negotiate on this. This is what I need for me. You either are interested in my skill set and my talents and that you, you can see the value that provides during these hours. Um, and I will be completely leaned in. Um, or you, you know, or, or this, this isn't going to work for either of us, and then that's fine. So, so I think that people have to 
be precious with their time and be be committed and be honest and upfront. And businesses, the, the responsibility of the business is to make sure that the, those two hours that, that that employee isn't available if they're, say, on a reduced hours contract or whatever it might be, they've, they've allocated that time differently rather than just letting it be picked up by the person that doesn't leave at yeah. that time. And do you think those conversations are becoming easier to have with that kind of understanding from businesses that if they want to see talent in their companies, they are going to have to adapt to this not very strict nine to five contract? I think um, in our echo chamber of media, it absolutely is getting a lot, lot easier. And we are super lucky in the industry that, well, in the industry I'm in, where that is, there's a lot of dialogue and conversation around this. It's um, very important that, that they are seen to be leaning into these dialogues. So it's a much easier conversation for a woman in media to have. Mm -hmm. 100%. Does a woman in law or a woman in corporate finance have the same ease of dialogue? I very, very much doubt it. Mm. Yeah, very true. And I was just thinking about, you mentioned about time being precious and you've obviously, we can go a bit more into the business, but how do you keep that time with your family and how do you balance that? For me personally, and this is just personal, you will really struggle to get hold of me, um, whether you are someone to do with work, a family friend, anybody, between the hours of half past six and nine o'clock every day, uh, it will be very, very difficult to speak to me because I have chosen to allocate that time completely to my children and putting them to bed, downloading together, having that family time. I think it is absolutely highly valuable and highly important to have that time together as a family every day. So number one, that's unmovable from my, from my point. I also, at the moment, um, try really, really, really hard to not work at the weekends. Uh, I'm not going to lie, that's really difficult. <laughs> um, Especially when you get to Friday afternoon and you're like, oh, I just can't be bothered. I just want to relax. I'll do this tomorrow. There are, you've got to have boundaries. You absolutely need to have boundaries. Do I have enough? Probably not. Do I need to create more? Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, when you put yourself into a leadership position, you do have to take on and accept an awful lot more responsibility and hours input um, into a business and um, yeah but that's that's my choice and a personal one so but yeah it's it's not easy you know as I said at the beginning like this is it's it's a it's a permanently evolving conversation yeah. no one has the right answers no one says the right thing either um, but I think it's just great to be talking about it. I think that, you know, it is, it's super hard. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It doesn't matter if you want to do it, don't want to do it. I think it's just all about 
having the right to choose and if you do want to that you've got the facilities to be able to do whatever you want um, and you have that network behind you what it seems to all boil down to is just your mindset and being open to adapting and how to make it work when it feels like I'm assuming it feels like you can't sometimes but actually just moving makes it happen and what are you excited about with the company and with family and what's a bit of a snapshot of the of what's to come I guess yeah, so well, we so in terms of Acorn Eye, we're coming out of uh, 2020 um, in a really strong position. So I'm really super pleased that we absolutely hit the targets that we set ourselves at the um, beginning of the year. In fact, we've exceeded. Um, we're moving into 2021. It's becoming a lot more about the use of the technology that we've spent the last two years building and leaning in more on on creating tech partnerships. Um, is, is really exciting to see um, and yeah look we've the businesses we're, we're recruiting feels like there's a new person being onboarded every month at the moment so um, for a for a startup I'll take that. A massive thank you to Claire for joining us this week. If you want to find out more about Claire and the work she's doing at Acorn Eye, I will leave links in the show notes and via our website. Check out Claire's recommendation, Drop the Ball by Tiffany Defu. Again, links in the show notes. And finally, please subscribe to our Life in Digital podcast. Next week is the final episode of Parenthood is a Juggling Act, but we will be back in the new year with more seasons from leaders across the digital sector.